<coughs> there are thousands of ways that you can turn on. Uh, you can turn on through music. The painter uses light and pigment. A great painter turns himself on with his brush. And that's another thing that I want to point out to your listeners. Let there be no uh, illusion about this. Turning on is hard work. Now, anyone, any nut or any uh, moron can go down to the liquor store and for $7 get a quart of whiskey and he'll get plastered. Liquor works, uh, no matter who you are. It sort of deadens them, yes, doesn't it? Yes, uh, but uh, marijuana, a peyote, and LSD are highly complicated uh, energies that are involved. You have to learn how to do it. And I've said every time I've talked or lectured about LSD, training, know-how. Uh, you have to get a teacher. Uh, you have to read the manuals. There have been hundreds of manuals written throughout history. So in a sense, this teacher is the doctor. He's a shaman. In a sense, yes, is he yeah. Not? But what he's doing is he's not doing anything to you. He's teaching you how to turn on your own instrument. That's the difference between Eastern religions and mystic aspects of Catholic, the Catholic Church. It's personal. It's intimate. You've got to do it yourself. And a teacher can help you do that. That's my job in society, my professional role today. You don't find it in the yellow pages of the phone uh, directory. I'm a shaman. I'm a psychophysicist. I'm teaching people how to turn on. And I'm sorry to say to uh, some of your listeners that it's not easy. Like anything else that's worthwhile, you get from LSD what you put into it. And for the last seven years, uh, my friends, most of whom are college professors or professional people or great artists, have been working. We've been taking LSD once a week. We've been giving it to other people. We've been observing it. We've been taking notes. So the reason we know a lot about LSD and why we have good sessions and we have magnificent experiences is because uh, hard work. There's no easy shortcut to God. This is the process. This is the phase <coughs> turning on. This is the, so some, some means of turning on in the case of uh, psychedelic uh, Experience, experiencers uh, led by shaman Dr. Timothy Leary. <laughs> it's LSD. Uh, are there other means of turning people on? Why, sure. We have at the present time a religious center at Millbrook, New York. There are 60 people that live there. Uh, we have collected there three Indian yoga teachers. We have physical yoga. We have an Indian dancer, Bali Ram. We have people that teach breathing exercises. We have people that uh, uh, have, uh, have studied psychological methods of turning on. There are many ways to turn on, many disciplines. And the, uh, the interesting thing is that uh, if you have any religious background, I mean personal religious background, you'll have a good LSD session. It's the person who really doesn't believe in anything except uh, the things that are outside when you say that has the bad you mean in a personal sense. You mean small R rather than capital R? Yes, I mean anyone who has you, some. You don't mean organized religious. Not necessary. No, no. Uh, we come to the matter. This is turning on. The various means. Of, now the second phase is called tuning in. Yes. Tuning in is what? Tuning in means after you've turned on and you've got all this energy going and all these uh, revelations from your DNA code and your cells are flashing through your memory banks. When it's all over, what do you do? You just can't go back and uh, live out a meaningless life. Uh, it, throughout uh, history, people in my profession, shamans, who are experts in turning people on, uh, have found it necessary to express it in art forms. So there's no accident that uh, psychedelic art is very popular these days because uh, people have turned on and well, they have examples to express it. be of psychedelic art? Uh, when you go downtown in Chicago, look up at the uh, Lotus Towers of uh, Marina... T uh, Marina uh, Marina Towers. So Marina Towers is psychedelic architecture. Uh, yes, see, that's, in the, uh, that's a lotus. It's organic. People call it the corn cob. Well, what they're saying is it looks like something organic. God made the corn cob. He didn't, God never made a square building uh, like these other skyscrapers. You'll find psychedelic art always going back to, uh, to uh, cells and to organic forms and to flowers. Is Andy Warhol psychedelic art? <coughs> um, 
producer? No, he's not. Uh, he's a, a very brilliant creative person. He's a McLuhanite rather than a psychedelic person. When you say McLuhanite, uh, you and uh, Marshall McLuhan are close. So you subscribe to McLuhan's I'm, I'm one of his great admirers. Uh, Marshall McLuhan uh, said to me about LSD, uh, you should uh, tell people that LSD is a survival mechanism, that it's, uh, it's a way of getting people inside and uh, getting them detached from this madness of uh, uh, mass communication and this robot society we live in. I'm a great admirer of uh, Marshall McLuhan's. Someone's described, uh, if I ask you, the third phase, which to me is the fascinating one, drop out. Yeah, but let me be clear again. Yeah. Now, now, tune in yeah. means you uh, start changing your room, you start changing the way you dress, you start changing uh, the environment around you to make it reflect uh, what's inside. See, the interesting thing about um, the outside world that we live in is a reflection of our consciousness. And I ask the listeners of this program, look around your room, and what you have in front of you, maybe in horrible detail, is your state of mind. Because when a man came from another planet and said, what kind of a consciousness uh, inhabits this room? he would see uh, where you're at by what you have around. Now, tuning in means you start throwing out some of the junk and the unnecessary stuff and making uh, your room a shrine. In Millbrook, we have, as I say, 60 people. We have 64 rooms in Millbrook, and every room is a shrine. Every room, and I, I immediately, when I walk around the, the house, I'm the shaman of the house, I can tell where someone's at by looking at their room. And if the room is sloppy and filled with uh, ashes and so forth, I know their mind is sloppy and full of ashes. You like John Cage, I would guess. Uh, very John much. Cage. Yes, I would yeah. just guess that. Yeah, just sure. the cost the you see, there's a, this is a psychedelic Cage, yeah. underground. Yes. Not all these people yes. take LSD. Uh, John Cage has never taken LSD, no. but he's a he's a yeah. turned on person. Alan Watts is a turned yeah. on person. But Mr. Fuller is yeah. a turned well, on. Bucky person. Fuller is too. Yeah, uh, he's a in what way? In what way? It's interesting. Now this third name attracts me. Uh, I would guess that I just guess that you like John Cage. I would guess that you're a friend of Alan Watts. I would guess that you know Marshall McLuhan. But Buckminster <laughs> Fuller now. Uh, in what way? Well, is, I don't know yeah. Mr. Fuller personally, and I, I'm sure he's never taken LSD, so I want, don't want to claim him. No, as but I mean, mind. as far as his, uh, but I admire designs. the psychedelic. Yeah. You know what he did? He went back to the basic form of nature, crystal structure. He said, you know, like nature's been building structures for uh, five billion years in this planet. Uh, why make buildings that are square and rectangle and so forth? Let's use the. Uh, let's tune in on nature. Uh, that's why I call him a turned on man. So now we come to the third phase. Uh, it's, it's drop out. Drop out. It's it's uh, turn on, tune in, drop out. Drop yeah. out. Now those drop are the dangerous. Those are the two dangerous words. Now we they? come to it. <laughs> drop out of what? I'll bet that maybe you'd go along a little with me on the turn on and the tune in. When I come to drop out, you begin to raise well, your eyebrows. I'm just curious. <laughs> I, no, I'm just. I, I'm not. Right now, I'm not being anti McLeary here, nor pro uh, McLeary. <laughs> McLeary. Like and Leary. Good. I think pretty much of. Who is Timothy Leary, and what is psychedelic experience, and why, and perhaps ask you to your own theories as to why the upsurge, indeed, the underground upsurge of popularity, particularly among the young of us, but drop out. By drop out, we mean detach yourself completely from meaningless activities. We say drop out of the game and drop into life. Turn yourself onto life. Uh, now, we don't mean the, that people should uh, become passive and uh, just sit around uh, uh, <laughs> taking LSD and uh, enjoying the beauties within. Uh, we mean drop out of the meaningless. 99% uh, of the American people spend most of their time in meaningless robot activities. They don't really know why they're doing what they're doing. And uh, throughout human history, religious teachers uh, like myself uh, have told their fellow men, turn on, tune in, and drop out, detach from uh, uh, that aspect of your tribal life 
that uh, really doesn't make sense to yourself. But isn't it possible that dropout may also, as you, you're implying, dropping out of meaningless activities? Isn't there danger of dropping out of meaningful activities too? Well, of course not. Uh, the closer contact you are with your inner uh, soul, uh, the clearer it becomes to you that the important things in life are being physically healthy, coming to terms with yourself, and making it with your family. The key to the psychedelic revolution today is that we have turned on families. We think that the fragmentation of family life is the most sick part of American culture. The idea that you take your children at the age of five or six and send them off to some stranger to be taught. That's absolute insanity. The human being is a primate. We're a tribal animal. And throughout human history, you were taught by someone that you knew and uh, who is your village teacher. And the, uh, in Millbrook today, we have uh, 15 kids, all of whom have taken LSD, and we're taking them out of school, and we're teaching them ourselves. Uh, and I'm kind of the village shaman. They don't have to look to Washington or to uh, Rome or to Moscow for their uh, village leader. Uh, they're around. They get to know me, and they know my faults, and they know my virtues. That's the way anything meaningful in teaching happens. You have to really love and commitment has to be involved in it. So we're very much against the depersonalization mm. and the anonymity of um, uh, life and family life in the United States. Another thing we're doing, it's no accident that we live in Millbrook. For our thousands of years, people who have had a shared a religious vision move together. It's called an ashram or a religious. Uh, well, we think that in the United States, within 10 years, you've got thousands of new little countries, uh, like Vatican City, of 40, 50 people who band together. And uh, we, we don't want to bear arms and uh, point bayonets at Governor Rockefeller, but we're going to live in our little uh, retreats. And we'll make a living. Don't worry about us being lazy. Uh, we have a printing press. We have uh, looms. We have sandal making. And we're contributing to the culture in, in many art forms. So we're not just laying back being lazy. But you're going to see more and more of that in the United States. So uh, this is an interesting development here. I want to ask you about, you see, the kids. In the, is this, my point is, that this school that you have sounds very attractive and interesting. I'm thinking of A.S. Neal on Summerhill, uh -huh. A.S. Neal Summerhill. But he doesn't use LSD. This is the point. I ask you this. Is that, in other words, is that trip necessary? Well, see, we don't knock anyone else's uh, yeah. method. And, uh, now, I'm merely asking yeah. you whether this is, uh, I, I was punning, of course, on the trip. But is, 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 uh, is, it, is, it, is this outside chemical necessary? Because everything else you say seems <coughs> to fit into the pattern you're talking about now, finding meaning into life dropping off the excess baggage, the things that we consider so important. And that's why I wonder whether this, uh, this isn't excess baggage in itself. Uh, well, uh, it, it works for us. Uh, we don't ask anyone else to take LSD. Yeah. Uh, LSD happens to be our uh, external method of uh, turning on. Uh, throughout human history, the great mistake that's been made by religious people is they become intolerant. Mm. Uh, the Arab can't understand yes. the rituals of the Christian, and then he gets so angry that there can be any other way to God that he begins to kill them or put them in jail. Uh, now, come on, we, we've learned enough from history to be civilized. If uh, increasing We think number, we have. Yeah, or I hope so. <laughs> Let's pray we have. Uh, um, if uh, an increasing number of Americans, uh, thoughtful Americans, want to use these uh, chemicals, uh, uh, you've got to let us try it. If we break any of your laws, if we uh, cause automobile accidents, if we run amok in the street, arrest us for a social disorder. But you can't arrest us in the privacy of our own homes or in what we call our shrines uh, using these uh, a powerful, uh, I'm interested in this uh, tribal aspect that you talked about. You spoke more and more communities unto themselves, uh, self, 
you know, almost a, almost a throwback to a home economy where you you do everything from beginning to end. These are communities uh, complete unto themselves. No. At the same at the same time, at the same time, offering things to the rest of society. Say no, handicraft. We, we barter just as every yeah. tribe has to barter mm -hmm. uh, with neighboring tribes. No, we don't produce yeah. uh, everything we need. We no. do have a far an organic farm. We have geese and. We have goats, but an organic farm. That word "organic," by the way, is a, is a key phrase. Isn't yes, it? yes. Uh, we uh, see. We don't throw our garbage away. We take our garbage and feed it back into the ground. We're getting back into the cycle of nature. That's what we mean by uh, mm -hmm. tune in. We try to make uh, our little uh, country there, four thousand acres, uh, like a little Garden of Eden. We would like to make it beautiful. So when someone drives on the grounds and they see our house, they know they're in the presence of uh, turned-on people. And for those who uh, are sick of all this talk about LSD, of course. Uh, uh, on uh, January 7th, uh, McCormick Hall, we're going to put on demonstration. We're trying to show the people of Chicago what we mean by the psychedelic experience. And we'll be using 15 or 16 light machines. We'll be using seven or eight different forms of sound, live and on tape. We'll be using pantomime and meme, all the ancient techniques where, uh, that turned on people have tried to turn on There's something very really fascinating here, Dr. Leary. You speak of the ancient uh, thought of cutting through all that is unnecessary. At the same time, using 20th century and you're not turning your back on the 20th Absolutely century. You're using not. all 20th century electronic devices. Yes, and I use uh, 20th century uh, terms. Our metaphors, we don't use heaven and hell. We talk about cells and the genetic code, and we use Einstein's equation, which tells us that everything, all matter is structure, is vibration. Uh, we use the teachings and the uh, textbooks of the past, but we also uh, use the methods and the language of today. Like turn on, tune in, drop out, we're talking directly to young people. Now you see, let me tell you a little bit more sure. about my profession. The strategy of our profession is we always work with the young people, we always work with creative artists, and we always work with the alienated minority groups of the culture. You see, when a new religion starts, it's never the high priest and the general and the president and so forth that uh, accept it. There's immediate tension that goes on. It's always the young people. It's always the uh, creative people and the minority groups that 20 years from now will be running the country. See, in 20 years from now, uh, at least 50% of the Supreme Court are going to be pot smokers. Why? Because the Harvard Law School kids and the Yale Law School kids and the Chicago Law School kids are smoking marijuana. Now, that seems surprising. Let's, you know, one generation never. You know, they always forget, uh, after the age of 50 or 45, what it was like to be young. Forty years ago, the Supreme Court of the United States today, we think of them as judicial men in these black robes and gray hair and so forth. What were they doing? They were uh, rollicking around with uh, raccoon skin coats, drinking an illegal drug out of hip flasks, uh, booze, mm -hmm. and rollicking and dancing with flappers. You know, uh, uh, history uh, repeats itself. The thing is that our chemical is much better than uh, booze. A booze deadens, do, a booze we know deadens the yeah. senses. Yeah. Now, I have a question I must ask, you speak of the chemical. I know some jazz men, and uh, I know booze makes a guy play not as well, though he thinks he is. Sometimes a guy on potters thinks he's playing yeah. beautifully. He yeah. told me once off the stand, my friend, the tenor <coughs> sax man, wasn't it great? And he was way off. Yeah. But to him, it seemed great. Now, isn't this a possible danger? That is, to the person, it may seem like a greater creative contribution, whereas it may be less. Well, it's up to you to decide. Uh, come down to McCormick Hall January 7th and see us play and judge for yourself. Yes. We, we think we're creating a, a brand new art form. We, we, we want to turn you on yeah. at uh, January and Dr. 7th. Dr. Leary, who's a very endearing uh, guest, by the way, uh, speaks of a of a new religion. You consider this a new religion, don't you, in a sense? Well, it's the oldest religion. It's just the new form, the new brand of uh, the oldest message. See, what our religion does is reaffirm the divinity of the individual. 
And that's what every new religion does. It takes it away from the big uh, medieval structure or the big uh, Roman Empire structure. It says, uh-uh, baby, you got to go right back. It's you naked with God. It's all in you. You've got to find no lawyer, no priestly class can do it for you. You've got to do it yourself. Um, now, of course, there's, a, there's always this tension with society. Uh, the name of the game is trouble. And uh, throughout history, the men that I admire and model myself after, the religious teachers of the past, and I'm not claiming to be like the Buddha, I'm not claiming to be like Gandhi, but these are my idols. They all were in jail, or they, the law was against them. And it's just like pro football. I'm, I've been arrested three times in the last nine months. Now, uh, you might think it's a disgrace for a middle-aged professor to be arrested three times, but if I'm not in a little trouble with the law, I know I'm not doing my job. I'm very much like a, a pro football player. When uh, you're, uh, who's your quarterback of the Bears? Uh, uh, Buchik. Yeah, when uh, he drops back to pass on a Sunday afternoon, he knows. Bukic, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bukic. Now, uh, I must be on it at the moment. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Bukic, I'm right. sorry, Dr. Well, he ahead. knows that there's seven bruises on the other side of the line that are going to rush through yeah. and knock him down and twist his knee a little. So every time I get arrested, uh, uh, I'm not angry at the police. Uh, I'm, and I'm not trying to stir up trouble, but uh, it's always been this way, that the new religion is uh, You're a disturber, outs. then you're a disturber of what uh, is considered peace, but you don't consider it peace. In a sense, you're a disturber of the peace, as indeed they have... Yes, and every time I'm arrested, it gives me a chance to spend a day with the police. Cause and really, the police are interested in me, uh, just as... Uh, well, my what message. has happened? Have you and influenced... And I sit down have and I argue with the police. Uh, yes. Sure, I argue with the police, and they tell me <laughs> that marijuana causes orgies or causes heroin, and I prove to them it does, and it's all over. Uh, I, I want to know as well as the wind-up. I, I autograph mean, a book for them and we shake hands and we're like uh, the Chicago Bears and the uh, Packers after we walk off the I'm, field. I'm curious knowing about pot-smoking cops now as a result of all this and, and, and of LSD uh, taking uh, gendarmerie here. <laughs> you, you feel it would make them much, much better <coughs> officers perhaps? You feel that is, in a sense, well, much I'm, better public service? I don't service. want to claim any panacea. I'm saying that anything that will uh, expand your consciousness and uh, detach yourself from the uh, robot conditioned yes. game, yes. it helps. And I don't care whether you do it by prayer or fasting or go off in the... Some people go off in the woods for a day and just uh, stare at the... Uh, at the beauty of nature. Anything that works for you is fine. But, you know, I, I get but marijuana uh, does produce a uh, mystical uh, experience. And I'm not claiming, again, that any of these uh, psychedelic drugs make you a better artist. Uh, you can't take marijuana and then go to the piano and play like uh, Mozart. Uh, but it does uh, uh, sharpen your appreciation. I'm going to come back to the matter of drop out. Uh, some, now, again, I'm the gadfly. Some would say, isn't this cop out, really? Uh, that is. Uh, <coughs> With the world, we know the world isn't, uh, as, as uh, Sean O'Casey would say in the last act of, uh, you know, June of the Paycock, Captain Bosses, the world's in a state of chassis. You know? Yes, right. Well, the world's in a state of chassis, and yet sure with, the L uh, with your religion, your philosophy, uh, there they are on their own. Isn't there oh, oh, copping no. out? Oh, to no, 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 no. Now, come on. Yeah. You see, what I've just given you in the last half hour is a solution mm -hmm. to the problem of uh, big cities. I'm telling all the listeners... Don't lay around in these apartments and let uh, everything be done for you because then you're a robot part of the whole machine. Mm -hmm. Go out into the country with your friends and start your own religion and start your own little community and figure out a way of life uh, that, that is productive. So I've given you a solution to the problem of the big anthill society. That's going to happen. Now I'm going to give you another example of our... We're social activists. We're not just lying around uh, having fun with our uh, drugs. 
uh, in the next six months, we're going to bring LSD and LSD thinking into the racial situation and into the Cold War situation, because these are chess games where people have got locked in because of pride and because of face and uh, these old symbols, you know, come on, the new generation doesn't really care about white supremacy and uh, believe these old uh, myths of the Cold War. Uh, we, we all want the same thing, uh, brotherhood and unity, and the way to get that is not through power but through expanding consciousness and getting a little bit outside the game and looking at it and coming back in. We are social activists. We're going to change your country. We're going to make this a happier, more turned-on place. Next uh, summer, we're going to go to Europe. We're going to turn on <laughs> Europe. We're going to take our celebrations, the one we're going to bring here January 7th, all through the capitals of Europe. And they're going to go wild for it, because they've never seen anything like this. That word. And then we're going to go to Russia. And, and we're going to turn on and Russia. And turn them on, too. <laughs> now, uh, you know, why not get? Because uh, nothing else okay. has worked. Uh, you know, whether the Marshall Plan hasn't worked and the war hasn't worked. Uh, how about a little love and peace and well, turn down happiness? What does guy in town used to say about some nice, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> now I come back, uh, Dr. Leary, to use the word celebration. Isn't yes. this really... See, what you're offering at uh, January 7th at Area Crown Theater, I take it, is you call it a psychedelic celebration. Mm -hmm. This word celebration means celebration of life, doesn't it? Exactly. That's what the mystic visionary, he glorifies. One word that we use all the time is glorify. When you've been turned on, you want to sing the praises, uh, however you can do it. Uh, and uh, we're doing it with these um, uh, celebrations. And what we do is uh, we've now had four of them. The first one was about uh, modern man and his mind. The second one was about Jesus Christ. Uh, the third was about the Buddha. We'll be uh, we're reenacting and reliving the great religious uh, dramas of the past. We're trying to make these old religions, which you read about, uh, come to life inside your own consciousness. Uh, and you do this by means of electronic devices mixed. You, quote, you use the phrase, if I could read part of your ad, and I see Allen Ginsberg read with you, the poet, uh, a reenactment of this great religious myth using psychedelic methods, sensory meditation, Symbol overload, media mix, molecular and cellular phrasing, pantomime, dance, sound light, and lecture summer and gospel. That's quite a mouthful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, this is then using every electronic device you could think of. Plus uh, the old techniques of meme and shadow play. Uh, the afternoon I left New York two uh, days ago, I went down to the studio. We're preparing this uh, illumination of the Buddha. We have an 11-foot Buddha, uh, which has been uh, carved by out uh, of plaster by a Chinese artist. We're going to fill them up plastic, uh, pa plaster of Paris, and fill them with helium and float them through the uh, the theater with uh, stroboscopic lights playing on them. So you do uh, to get back to that sense of glory and of illumination. Well, uh, what's the effect on the audience? What is thus far? Uh, what have you sensed? Uh, we've gotten excellent reviews uh, from uh, most of the people who have come to uh, uh, our celebrations. Uh, it is a new form of art. Uh, we do combine many of the ancient forms, but... Uh, but you know, it's interesting to me, this is a question that uh, fascinates me. You, Dr. Leary, in a sense, are disturbing the peace. In fact, you're challenging the elite and the way things are being done, the values of the day, yet you are uh, become of almost fashionable in, in all the, in, in the establishment magazines and all, and all the, the beautiful unquote uh, uh, people. Mm. Uh, so how do, you, how do you explain that? Isn't that terrible? <laughs> I'm asking <laughs> We you. worry about it. Uh, see, for six years we've been doing the same thing, practicing our religion quietly, mm. and we were put down as being nuts or as criminals and so forth. Now we're getting successful. And now people say, well, you've sold out. And there's some truth in that. See, it happens with every religion. The original impulse is pure, and then as it gets popular, it gets watered down. Now, in 20 years, truck drivers will be taking LSD, and that won't mean as much to them as it did to the great philosophers. But that always happens. The new sacrament, the new method, gets watered down a little. But each time it happens, 
humanity lurches forward a little. The truck driver who's taking LSD in 20 years is better than chariot driver who was just following uh, early Christianity, not knowing what it's about. Each uh, one of these visionary breakthroughs uh, pushes the whole game ahead a little bit. We're a little more civilized. You think that man, uh, then you, you, you think man is getting better. Yes, I do. You think? Yeah. In spite of, uh, but it's always nip and tuck. See, we're always uh, working it out by the skin of our teeth. Where uh, it's always a uh, danger when they discovered the firearm. You know, when now we have atomic energy, uh, it demands a greater spiritual uh, kick to uh, deal with the external danger of atomic energy. We're going to make it. And also, I'll tell you one thing about, about this success. We are very successful. We are now the in thing. And that worries me. And I always tell every audience, uh, particularly young people, watch out. In 15 or 20 years, there's going to be an LSD orthodoxy. There'll be probably a, a government federal uh, bureau of psychedelic education. And they'll probably be sending out pronouncements saying, you have to pass marijuana 1A before you can take uh, LSD 102 and that sort of thing. And they'll be flunking people for their marijuana test. What's going to happen is it's going to freeze down again. And I, I predict that my name will be used. Uh, I'll be one of these little gray-bearded uh, people like U.S. Grant on the wall. My name will be used by the LSD orthodoxy to put down the next generation of visionaries. The next breakthrough in spiritual uh, achievement or in consciousness is going to be electronic. And that's going to make LSD look like uh, you know, the printing press. And you're saying now... Uh, Dr. Leary, that even at this moment, though this is, seems far out to a great many people and seems most unorthodox, might be the orthodoxy of tomorrow, and then you, and then you say its time will have run its course, and a new form of uh, development will take place. It always happens. All we have to do is look at history. It always happens the same way. Now, come back to this one danger that you're aware of, the commercialization, the fact that it's the in thing and the groovy thing <coughs> to do. This is in the Village Voice. Mm -hmm. you know, Richard uh, Goldstein, who's quite popular, the column Pop the Popeye, it is probably no fault of the gospel, that is, of, of Dr. Timothy Leary, that its ultimate turn-on to America will come in the form of colored patterns and boxes of breakfast cereal. <laughs> but the sacred blood is being drained in the public face of Timothy Leary, and in a mercantile transubstantiation is being mass-produced in psychedelic pink jewelry. There is no Judas in Leary's garden of Gethsemane. Treason is in the very air. Uh, that's a very perceptive observation. Uh, one of the ties you're going to be given next Christmas is going to have an LSD design. Uh, that's true. Uh, just as uh, the power and glory of the message of Christ ends up with Christmas cards, you know, mm. and the commercialization of Christmas. Uh, that's inevitable. Uh, the, the message gets watered down, and all I can do is warn against it. Uh, but as far as commercialization is concerned, uh, uh, we certainly aren't making any money. All you have to do is be straight with yourself. Uh, I'm. Uh, when I started this uh, LSD stuff, uh, I was a prosperous uh, professor at Harvard and had money in the we bank. We should point this out. Today, uh, Dr. Leary was a, a teacher of a professor of psychology at yeah. Berkeley originally, then at Harvard with yeah. Dr. Albert. That's right. Yes, I was a very successful person. I had money in the bank. Uh, uh, today, I'm about $40,000 in debt. Uh, I've got all my insurances is mortgaged. And I'm not complaining. May I ask you this, Dr. Leary? What led you? This uh, is an, it's a personal matter. Now. Not, not personal. Perhaps some insight here. What? What led you? Here you were. You were a teacher, uh, well-established, no doubt, tenure on its way at Harvard, at Berkeley and Harvard. You were respectable. What, what was it that impelled you to shift your course? What, what did it? 
Well, uh, these things just uh, happen to you. You don't figure them out. Uh, seven years ago, I was a middle-aged man dying. I was 39 years old. Uh, my joy in life, my creativity, my energy, my uh, sexual uh, interests, uh, my sense of the magical uh, was watering down. I was becoming a middle-aged robot, and I was successful. I was one of the top psychologists, uh, young psychologists in the country. Uh, since then, uh, uh, my life has been renewed, and uh, I, I have uh, this... Uh, 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 way of, uh, kind of dying and being reborn. I know it sounds corny, but it has uh, brought uh, new energy to me. Uh, I was pretty disillusioned, I might say, by uh, psychology. I, I think that psychology is not answering the questions nor helping man's suffering as it should. So I was desperate for some new way of doing what we all want, to give more meaning uh, to life and to end these ridiculous uh, stalemates that we all get into. Well, as you're talking, I'm thinking, uh, it wasn't there a period, too, when psychiatrists were thinking of uh, using Zen approaches, too, to some extent? Yeah, they or still are in some quarters. Uh, but it may sound funny for a, you know, a sophisticated city to say this, but the basic problems are spiritual. I mean, you have to find yourself. You, no outside solution. Whether it's a psychoanalyst or more money in the bank is going to do it. You have to come to naked terms with where you're at and center yourself. And you can't think your way in this. You can't, because when you think, you're just going around and around and around analyzing. That's why psychoanalysis doesn't work. It's just talk. It's just words. Well, as you're talking, Dr. Leary, I mean, this is a, a fast, a very, indeed a very fast hour. A few more questions before we remind the audience again of the psychedelic celebration at the Airy Crown Theater. That's uh, January 7th on Saturday, in which, as Dr. Leary's implied, it's more than he himself talking. He talks, but there as a question of uh, a mixed media involved, electronic equipment and slides, and uh, un I guess what the kids who are members of the Birds and the Beatles call the overall experience. Yeah. Uh, more than the yeah. lyrics of their songs, more yeah. than the nature of the instruments. Uh, there's some sort of, I take it, um, rapport worked out between uh, you on the stage and the slides and the audience. Yes, it's, it's a highly symphonic form. See, we'll have, um, that's Saturday night, January 7th, we'll have. Uh, maybe 15 light machines, 15 people running them, but they're not just pressing buttons. It's like a symphony orchestra. They play around on the stage. We'll have the huge screen undulating with all these light sources in time with the music, in time with the chanting. Uh, they're, they're well, like, do you uh, feel bad when someone, let's say I'm the cynic now. I am right. the cynic. I'm saying to you, ah, I have seen this under tents when <coughs> I was a kid in days. I have seen the evangelists of action. Right. And they have everything. And, and I'm not denying the great performers. Indeed, A.A. Allen is a remarkable performer. But I've seen him uh, also faith healing involved there too, but omitting that for the moment. The overall experience yeah. and the effect it had on the audience yeah. and the element of ecstasy and talking in tongues too. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, glass of land, yes, talking yeah. in tongues. I mean, it's not too unrelated to that, in a sense. No, I'm never insulted when some cynics attack me and say, well, you're getting to be like a southern fundamentalist. Uh, uh, <laughs> I admire their ability to turn man on. But the problem with the, uh, the southern fundamentalist preachers uh, who can produce the ecstasy at the moment is it doesn't last. The, uh, when the evangelist leaves town, uh, all this people go back and become robots again. Uh, the main thing in what we're doing is not to turn on. See, once you're turned on, that's just the beginning. Then you have to start putting into action. And we're teaching people how to do it. And I've made several suggestions in this program today about how people, once they're turned on, they can't possibly go on with these robot lives. They begin to change and uh, make things more beautiful and get back to a more natural way of life. And we're, our, uh, our little colony in Millbrook, we see as a social experiment. It's like a pilot study. 
and uh, we're offering ourselves. Like Harmony Farms, say exactly. In the it's an old American ago. tradition mm-hmm. in the 19th century. Oh, Brook Farm. Yeah, uh, visionary uh, eccentrics like myself. Well, in uh, a way, is would it? Would go uh, out and, and uh, try. When you, when you spoke of the God, uh, yeah. the God in every man, it's a way, it's not too unlike to transcendentalism of New England mm-hmm. back in the time of Margaret. Emerson Fuller. was one of our great LSD teachers. William James, uh, he almost got thrown out of Harvard for using uh, nitrous oxide, as you remember. And, uh, so this is part of it, and you see this in this part of the continuity then, don't you? Absolutely. My profession is one of the oldest professions, uh, and in our little colony in Millbrook, as I say, is a sociological experiment. Uh, we're just not preaching the Word of God and then telling people, all right, go back to your television and go back to your job. We turn them on the way an evangelist does, and then we teach them how to put it into practice, uh, and we offer ourselves uh, in our little colony as an example. Are there many such colonies? You spoke of Millbrook. Yes, there, there are others. many springing up. Um, uh, Alan Watts and a Zen group out in California have bought a lot of land around Big Sur. Uh, there are little communities springing up all over the country. It's Henry Miller's area. Yes, um, but Henry Miller's not involved in no. it. But this is, uh, I think, about uh, Zen. Since you've mentioned Alan Watts and Zen, there is a relationship, is there not here? There's a connection here? Uh, Yes, between uh, psychedelic experiences and Zen. Yes, Gary Snyder, uh, the poet uh, who spent several years in Japan studying Zen, came back about six months ago. He was always opposed to LSD. He said the only way you can do it is through the Zen meditation. When he saw what was going on in the United States today, this fervor among the young people, and he heard the music, and uh, he saw this tremendous resurgence of interest in uh, yoga and in spiritual practices, he's completely sold on LSD. Uh, he's, he, you know, it's just there to see. Uh, what's going on, strangely enough, in the United States today among young people is the religious renaissance. It, it comes in a different way. Uh, they don't uh, act and talk like the religious uh, people in the past, but you see, the, the new religious impulse uh, always looks funny to the establishment. You know, those bearded, beatnik carpenters around Galileo, or uh, that Luther, he was a madman challenging Rome, and uh, why the Buddha was a dropout and a sit-in, he just quit his job as prince and went out and turned on under the trees. See, it always looks funny. The new sacrament, the new method always jars the establishment, but that's the name of the game, too. Dr. Leary. Uh, one other question, Plus one, uh, a couple of more questions. Uh, religion, uh, philosophy, art form, I think you also quoted here in Village Voice, the theater's been taken over by careerist intellectuals. Yeah. And you speak, it has to be turned on to its original motive, and plays by Tennessee Williams, for instance, are the memoirs of an erotic, not an art must involve the senses. You speak now then, traditional theaters, we know it then, uh, you see as something that is outmoded too. Yes, in the last 300 years we've been going through what I would call a personality cult, that people got very fascinated in the uniqueness of their particular neurosis. Because my father did this to me and my mother uh, did that, uh, then I write a play about it. Well, that's, uh, art is supposed to get you back in tune with the uh, mythic meanings, the ancient meanings, and uh, we, uh, uh, we deplore the uh, intellectual, uh, personally ego-oriented uh, stage and the novel itself. You, you know, someone has a neurosis and he writes a novel about it. Uh, what, what art's supposed to do is to turn you on to the glory and the two-billion-year-old uh, dance that we're involved in and make you see that you're not just lost and neurotic. Uh, that's why you have French existentialism. Uh, the cult of personality and egocentricity is a dead end. And then people say God is dead. Uh, God isn't dead. The uh, cult of, uh, uh, you know, uh, my personality is dead, we think. What is perhaps the one? There's a, there's a symbol on your lapel. There is a bird. I thought it was the dove of peace, but it's something else. What is it? Yes, I'm wearing now on my lapel a, a little silver bird, which was given to me by one of the heads of the Native American Church. This is the Indian Church. They have a quarter of a million members who use peyote, which is like LSD, as their sacrament in their religious. Uh, um, I also wear it on my lapel now because I have a burn spot, and this is my only suit. <laughs> <laughs>
Dr. Leary. That's one I must ask, since LSD has been uh, the recurring phrase here, it also means League for Spiritual Democracy, too, does it not? Uh, our, the name of our religion is uh, League for Spiritual Discovery. Discovery. Uh, now, right. let me say one thing about our religion. We're not looking for converts. The, the religious group is a small group of friends, and we tell people, do what we're doing. Any six or ten people who want to band together to start a new religion, get a lawyer, and you can do it in the state of Illinois. Uh, don't rely on these big can, mess, mail-order religions. Start your own religion. By the way, I made name. an interesting slip there, I didn't I? hate to use the word Freudian slip since the, this, he said, this, uh, this, this your aunt. <laughs> yeah. But I said uh, League of Freudian Democracy. Yeah. which you would accept too. Since you're well, I was talking at Rochester and afterwards a young Navy lieutenant came up and he said uh, on the life preservers in some Navy ships they have uh, <laughs> uh, LSD. It means life-saving device. That's what we think LSD is, a life-saving so device. So it has become part of the uh, Argo of our day right now, LSD. It's part of the language of our day too. Uh -huh. And Dr. Leary, our guest, is the, if I may call the shaman, the high, high priest of it, to use a religious phrase here, uh, the, the celebration, which is a performance, which is theater. This is theater, obviously. Is it's it religious theater. Religious theater will be at the Airy Crown Theater on the night of, of January 7th. Just my one little uh, postscript, if I may, and I'm not copying out here, but just need to indicate that indeed there have been some who've had, uh, some people who we know have had LSD experiences to their detriment. Absolutely. Their uh, when you tamper around with yes. the big energies, uh, know what you're doing and uh, stay away from LSD until you're spiritually ready and have a teacher and you've trained for it. But over and above that, Dr. Leary is quite obviously a stimulating guest and I imagine quite a performer at the uh, Airy Crown Theater, uh, January 7th, Psychedelic Celebration. That's the word. Thank you very much indeed. Dr. Thank you. Leary. I enjoyed Dr. this Leary. talk.